0: Welcome to the Long-Term Care Chronicles podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be discussing e-consult and speaking with Dr. Celeste Fung, who is the Medical Director at St. Patrick's Home in Ottawa, as well as Dr. Claire Liddy, who is the Interim Chair at the University of Ottawa Department of Family Medicine, as well as a Clinical Investigator at the C.T. Lamont Primary Health Care Research Centre. She is a Senior Investigator at the Brea Research Institute in Ottawa, So I just wanted to thank you both, um, Dr. Liddy and Dr. Fung, for coming on to the Long-Term Care Chronicles and speaking in regards to the e-consult. So we'll start off with you, um, Dr. Liddy. What was the need that you guys were filling to with this particular e-consult to just, you know, in the the community and in long-term care that you felt that this was going to be, you know, something that is needed to move forward? Yeah, great. Thank you for the question. So um, I think first
1: and foremost, I'm a family doctor and um, I refer patients, uh, my patients for specialist care, you know, quite frequently. And originally when we started to think about uh, improving the system, it was very much because of um, wait times. So I would refer a patient. And then um, unless it was an emergency or very urgent, I was getting an answer back from the specialist office that, um, you know, we'll see the patient, but, you know, it, Can you let them know that it might be six to nine months um, before they actually get seen? And this was um, an increasing problem. And we started to see it across many different specialty services. So that's really what prompted some of the discussions that uh, Dr. Keeley and I had about could we do something as doctors to try to improve um, this whole referral system? Was there a different way that we could try to access the care and advice for our patients? And... Often for me as a family doctor, um, you know, it could be something that could be quite simple. And if I could have a conversation more easily with the specialist uh, about my patient, then, you know, maybe I would be able to um, carry out more care. So that that's really what prompted the whole project um, at the beginning. And we knew between the two of us, I'm a family doctor and Dr. Keeley is a specialist, um, that a lot of the issue where we thought could be solved if we could create some kind of a communication tool that would be a little bit um, uh, easier for each of us to manage Um, and so that's why we did not sort of do a telephone service and we were just trying to keep something really simple Um, and that's where the whole idea of um, e-consult which initially we thought we could just do it by email but that that's where it started Um, once we tested the system and got it going um and saw that okay we think we're on to a good thing and we had a small number of doctors who were using it uh and were very um positive about it that's where um we were able to then think about well where else could this problem um exist and what other sort of healthcare settings um and i think the uh, long-term care setting was one that was um Um, obvious that there could be a need and maybe we could try to see if the e-consult service could be helpful in that environment.
0: Thank you. And then with the turnaround time, because you're saying it was taking anywhere from six months to nine months um, to get a referral back. uh, What is the turnaround time that you've seen currently with the e-consult?
1: Oh, well, e-consult, the turnaround time um, is almost for most of the cases within one to two days Uh, all of them are answered within one week so it's a huge difference in terms of the um, uh, access to the advice now this is a conversation that's happening between the family doctor um, on behalf of the patient and the specialist so that's different than a face-to-face referral uh, visit but it's very much um, it's so timely that you, you couldn't even in some cases have put in the paperwork to have initiated that face-to-face referral and you're getting some kind of an answer back. Now the answer back can either answer your question. So, you know, if it's a um, question of diagnosis, uh, I might've sent a picture with a skin lesion, I might actually get the diagnosis back and some advice in terms of, um, you know, what to do next. It could be a recommendation of further testing, or it might be that, no, this patient really needs to be seen, um, in which case I would initiate that face-to-face referral. And it can greatly help in terms of the um, helping with the urgency uh, piece of it. So whereas at a previous request, I might have then waited for that six to nine months and not really being aware that, okay, this actually could should be and I should push it more. Um, again, the opportunity to have that dialogue or conversation with the specialist that quickly can really change the course of things for um, uh, the patient community.
0: Great. And then you're looking at, so basically that is increasing the patient care and as well for the system itself in terms of what that costs, is that is more or less than what is would be a, a traditional um, referral that you're sending off to a specialist?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's a cost savings um, across the board. And again, I think Dr. Fung will talk about that um, in the long-term care environment. But the actual cost per case is about $50, which is uh, substantially less than uh, a traditional face-to-face referrals. So that's paid by the Ministry of Health. But then if you start thinking about the costs for the patient and their family, costs of time away from work. um, In the case of uh, older people, often they'll have a family member accompanying them. Uh, You need to pay for parking. Um, People in the rural communities often have a substantial drive to access that specialist. So if you can get the advice for the person Uh, that can then be um, discussed and carried out or actioned by their own family doctor in the local community, Um, it's much more efficient all around. Now, if the person does need to have that face-to-face visit, of course, this is not a, you know, a substitute or intended to um, um, completely replace them, but it's a really uh, very complementary way of being able to access care.
0: And for how long has this ink? eConsult has been around and that you've been using it?
1: Well, originally started as a research project and we were funded now 11 years ago. So Dr. Keeley and I started to think about the idea actually in 2009 and received funding through an innovation fund uh, in 2010. So for the first uh, two or three years, it was very much a small um, project. We were trying to put it together. And then um, more recently in 2017, the Ministry of Health in Ontario have funded the e-consult service as a full program. So that's what really allowed us to um, expand and in particular to be uh, doing expansion into the long-term care community.
0: Great. Thank you. And for the actual initial startup, is there anything that the, a physician would need in terms of accessing this particular tool?
1: Well, you need to have a uh, your own account. So it is all private. It's on a secure network. So you have to have a username and your own password. But otherwise, it's a web portal. Um, So it can be accessed on your smartphone, on your computer, laptop, anything. So it's very uh, easy uh, mode of communication. And a lot of uh, physicians, particularly if you're working in different environments, would access it um, through either their laptop or in fact their smartphone.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. So Dr. Fung, in terms of how this is used within long-term care, what does that workflow look like um, in long-term care for when you're using e-consult?
2: So I think um, e-consult solutions are pretty um, variable and a a bit dependent on the environment in which they're being used. So e-consult, even as a primary care physician in the community, you know you can as Dr. Liddy just mentioned you can just access it on your smartphone. So for as a provider in long-term care, you can essentially do the same thing. So you can you can log in with your username and password and submit the case on your own um, through the secure portal. Um, in our environment we've been fortunate enough to have some um, clerical support to allow us to um, support our clinicians in making those submissions on behalf of our residents. And the benefit to that is that it ends up being incorporated into our electronic health record, um, and it's available to be seen readily by other providers, um, by our nursing staff, um, even by our administrators. And and so in our environment, we've been fortunate to um, create some workarounds to allow a delegated model where we have some clerical support that can um, navigate the portal on our behalf But ultimately, the question is still driven from the clinician, um, directed directly to the specialist on behalf of a particular resident.
0: And what is the feedback that you've heard from family members and from residents um, that e-consult has been used for the turnaround time?
2: Well, I mean, the turnaround time is, um, is something that really, for a lot of our residents, was an issue in the traditional sense because... As, we've, as long-term care has evolved, we're seeing an increased complexity as far as the medical care needs of the residents who are entering long-term care. We're seeing um, reduced length of stay, which is really indicative of um, a person's fragility and a person's frailty. So on average, people will live in long-term care for approximately 18 months at this time. Um, and so, there are times where wait lists for, for specialist appointments were, you know, nine months. That, that's yeah. not a very realistic way to address a problem that someone is sort of living with now. Um, and so in a lot of ways, access to specialist advice was really limited before something like eConsult existed because you would never initiate the referral because you weren't gonna get the answer in, a, in a time frame that was going to allow you to, to change the care that you were providing for that resident. So with the advent of e-consult and being able to get advice within one week, um, it has really opened up opportunities that were just non, quite mm-hmm. frankly, non-existent before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's many skilled clinicians who are working in long-term care who are very, um well versed in complex uh, comorbidities and uh, advanced frailty uh, but that being said, you know we all will run into a question that you know we we will say oh I, I wonder if there is a different way to approach this I'm not quite sure where to start on this um and many physicians working in long-term care it's it's a very sort of solo practice you're not you're not necessarily in a group environment you're visiting once a week um you won't necessarily have colleagues uh, immediately around you to just bounce off ideas. And and so having access to something like eConsult where it's um, a way to address some non-urgent issues, but get timely advice that you can actually enact in real time in the setting that you're in, um, it's it's really been a a huge uh, change for the way providers can enhance the clinical care that they're providing. Um, you know, as Dr. Liddy said, it's not a replacement for the face-to-face mm-hmm. consult. You know, there's there's times where that still remains appropriate and remains necessary. Um, but I think that from a family perspective, there's many families who have experienced um, wanting to just know what the options are yes. without necessarily wanting to go through the three-month wait, the transportation, the appointment itself, And a lot of our residents, you know, the statistics in Ontario, I mean, at least 90% of residents in long-term care have some form of cognitive impairment. 60% have a confirmed formal diagnosis of dementia. Um, The vast majority live with numerous comorbidities. Attending appointments is not an easy um, task for the resident, let alone the family members who will often have to accompany them. And so sometimes we'll discover something and we may not feel comfortable as the primary care provider in being able to say all the possible outcomes of of this particular finding and the family aren't keen or the resident isn't keen on necessarily doing something about it but they want some more information and that's where econsult has been tremendously helpful instead of saying your only opportunity to get more information is to either go through the emerge and hope that you encounter the specialist that you're hoping to encounter, or for us to put you on a wait list to see a specialist in six months. Now we have this uh, other option to really be able to inform our residents and our family members um, and really empower them in their decision-making about how they want to proceed um, with their medical conditions and, and be in the position as the primary care provider to have those conversations, understanding what is important to them? What are they facing? And, and what is the outcome that they would feel was satisfactory?
0: That's great. So, and as well, um, Dr. Fang, what are the specialties that you have noticed that are the primary ones that you're sending the referrals off to?
2: So I think what we're seeing out of um, our region is that dermatology is by far um, number one. And, and I think that is certainly reflective of the challenges Um, I think that's certainly reflected the challenges that come with people being able to attend external appointments, as well as the traditional wait list to see a dermatologist, which was, you know, depending on who it is you're referring to can easily be over six months. Um, and so oftentimes, you know, in our elderly residents, skin lesions appear and, um, Oftentimes you're not really wanting to do an awful lot about them, but you you want to understand what it is you're looking at, what's the course of this um, particular um, diagnosis, and what are the options, and, and then be able to be informed with that information and, and inform the resident and family to, to allow them to make a decision about what they feel is important at that time. Um, so dermatology is a is a huge one. I think. Um, I think also in our region, we see a reasonable amount of referral to geriatrics. And I think that probably encompasses um, several things like um, deprescribing medications and addressing um, numerous chronic comorbidities. Uh, and then I think we also see the sort of very traditional internal medicine-y things, which would be expected in our type of population as well, as far as cardiology goes, um, nephrology, these, these types of referrals are the, are the ones we're seeing. But when you look at the numbers, there's a vast array of specialties being accessed, even if they may not be the most popular. Um, and, and I think that ability to ask questions to you know, the, the set of specialists that have been made available is, is uh, really a tr- of tremendous benefit to the providers.
0: Absolutely. That's no, I mean, basically, on your population, you know exactly in terms of who is going to be primarily that you'll be reaching out to for these types of consultations. And then, of course, to know that that is, you know, there's other specialties that everybody can else access as well. Um, Now, Dr. Lady, in regards to um, how does someone sign up? for the um, e-consult let's say a specialist um, is it being expanded to nurses at all or nurse practitioners that they can be able to you know send off in terms of um, to find out from a specialist as to you know what what would be the next steps
1: yeah that's right so anybody so who has the scope of practice to initiate a normal referral can access e-consult so right now then that includes nurse practitioners and then also family doctors. Um, And then we do have specialists who will ask questions as well. But in order to sign up, primarily for the whole province of Ontario now, since it was funded, uh, it's being hosted on the Ontario Telemedicine Network. And so uh, nurse practitioners and family doctors and specialists all can have free access to an account on the Ontario Telemedicine Network and can access basically e-consult through that. They need to go through, as I said, credentialing just to ensure that they've got an account and a username and a password. And then we have um, mostly there's a very simple video um, that you can look at to do training or you can have one-on-one. So it's simply a matter of reaching out uh, to that. We also here located in Ottawa at the Ottawa Hospital uh, we have the central organization sort of center for e-consult. So that's the Ontario e-consult center of excellence. And again, we have a small team here who is um, uh, available to so- sign up anybody um, who needs to be signed up. So the best thing, and I think we had provided the um, links, there's a web link to be able to make, make that request. Um, quite a few people have, might have accounts with the Ontario Telemedicine Network for other things too, such as telemedicine, those would be video visits, and they would automatically uh, already have an account uh, for eConsult. So that's a lot of the work that we've been trying to do in the last year is really spread the word. And we do have um, partners across many of the regions now in Ontario, um, local sort of regional centres who are there to assist uh, with the sign up and just get people um, up and going on e
0: and now, thank you so much. And now, with the, with now that we're in the pandemic, um, and most things are going online, have you noticed more of an uptake in terms of long-term care facilities now um, reaching out to find out how they can be able to now subscribe to the service and to be able to offer that to their residents since things definitely have to be more virtual, uh, and in this time we're we're definitely going to be within this pandemic for quite some time yeah
1: yeah um we have certainly seen an increase and because there's so many more as you said sort of uh, interest and realization that um virtual visits or non-face-to-face ways of accessing care are positive <laughs> especially in these times and uh, yes we have seen um an uptake in the in the numbers uh, there's still work to be done yeah. though i think we're really trying to get the word out Um, in particular to the rural areas, uh, to some of the smaller homes um, that this is a service that's available free of charge, uh, easy to get onto it. Um, It is balanced with, uh, as you know, like the incredible workload and stressors because of just COVID-19 in those homes, though. So that's where it uh, can sometimes be hard for people to think about taking on something new. So, our message is that, well, this is it's easy. Uh, we're here to help. It's free. And actually, it, it is, as uh, Dr. Fung said, an amazing way to access specialist advice, especially these days. Um, and since the COVID 19 um, pandemic started, as of mid March, we actually have a COVID 19 specialty group uh, that's uh-huh. available on eConsult. Um, And it's quite interesting because you can ask questions that would be specific to your resident, you know, about the management of COVID-19 or anything related to that. But you can also ask questions to infection control specialists about um, uh, your institutional sort of recommendations and anything, you know, related to uh, public health measures. And they'll answer all questions on that. So that has really um, been seen as a very useful uh, service. And again, uh, from an equity point of view, this is a a very straightforward service and we have a bank of specialists who are available across all regions of Ontario. So it it is leveling the playing field and providing access to advice um, for people who live everywhere, even if you're not in one of the big cities.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. And that's good to know. So right now you said that um it's available across the province. And right now in terms of the northern regions, the uptake in those regions is that increasing that you're noticing? Yes,
1: yeah, but slowly. Yeah. And again, I think in the long term care environment it's just because of the it's been such uh, so much hard work and competing demands just in terms of trying to keep people healthy and yes. uh Uh, dealing with all of the um, uh, issues over the last few months so so again our message is that it's e-consult is available it's free if you're a family doctor if you're a nurse practitioner in long-term care um, you can easily access just take you about half an hour maybe to get uh, set up and then you're you're good to go and the answers as uh, Dr. Fung said they they are um, they just come so fast that it's really uh, it's such a um, a positive experience to be able to then follow up with your resident, with the family and, you know, um, say, well, I've got, you know, discuss the case with the specialist. Here's what the suggestions are. Here's what you could do. Um, again, it's just so timely that um, it, it's a really great way to deliver better care.
0: Thank you so much. I really do appreciate both of your times uh, for this and to be able to discuss e-consult and, um, uh... Thank you again. Thanks for your interest. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. And if you have any feedback or suggestions for this or any other episode, please contact us on our social media at Twitter, at Family Councils, and at Facebook, Family Councils Collaborative Alliance. Thank you so much and hope you enjoyed this episode.